0: With the Solace Radio fall-winter fun drive in full swing, our listeners are stepping up to the plate in support of 15 years of broadcasting the word of Adonai, God to the world. For many, they're comfortable writing a check rather than other methods. We completely understand your concern. If you would like to send a check to keep Solace Radio broadcasting to the world, changing one heart at a time, we are grateful and blessed to have listeners who love us as we love you. To donate via the mail, you can send any amount to Theander Media, Post Office Box 610, Monta Vista, Colorado 81144. Solace Radio is not a 501c3. We believe for that reason, all support and donations truly come from the heart. Your support can be of any amount. Or, if you would like, visit www.solaceradio.org. The mailing address is Meander Media, Post Office Box 610, Monta Vista, Colorado, 81144. May God, Adonai, move your heart to support Solace Radio today so we may continue the ministry to the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. Shalom, and thank you. Talk Radio for Inquisitive People. Solace Radio, Conavista, Colorado.
1: Well, Shabbat Shalom. As each uh, boy and girl comes through a program, which is our Bar and Bat Mitzvah program, each of them learns to read Hebrew, and each of them learns their parashah, their portion of scripture in Hebrew, and as you did, Nick. And each of them learns a number of modules of, um, of learning. And at times we even teach the boys how to be a man and the girls how to be a woman. But, you know, that doesn't really always come out of a book. In fact, I would suspect it rarely comes out of a book, even though people like to write books about it. Uh, you know, becoming a man, Nick, uh, is applying your heart to the Lord, and then walking with Him daily, and every single day He will teach you. Every single day He will teach you. Your portion today, Mishpatim, uh, is an incredible portion. In fact, contained in your portion is, uh, is a wonderful prophecy that is quoted in the Brit chadashan in the New Testament. And that prophecy is found in Deuteronomy chapter 18. You alluded to it, but I'll read it to you. Even though you may have already read it, I'll read it to you again. The Lord your God, in verse 15, the Lord your God will, will raise up for you. I could make this personal Nick, and I could say, we'll raise up for you, Nick. But he's speaking to Israel. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me. This is Moses speaking. From among you, from your countrymen, and you shall listen to him. This was not Joshua. And it was not the other prophets that uh, were raised up to bring Israel back. But this prophet was none other than Yeshua. And in fact, a number of people in his day even recognized this possibility when they said, could this man be the prophet? Not a prophet. Some people today say, oh yeah, he was a prophet. You know, some people are giving in and saying, finally, oh yeah. You know, some Jewish people are saying, oh, he, maybe he was a prophet. He wasn't a prophet. He was the Prophet that Moses prophesied right here in your portion. And so, Nick, there's a special call on your life to heed this word, to hear this word, and to draw near to the prophet who will speak to you all the days of your life. You will open your ears to his voice. Yeshua said, My sheep hear my voice, and they will follow me. Well, I believe, Nick, out of your portion, that you have a kingly call on your life. What is a kingly call? Are you called to be a king? Well, maybe, who knows? Maybe you'll marry a queen. But a kingly call is more than just becoming a physical king. A kingly call takes on the characteristics of the king that God describes here in your portion, which you actually read from the second Aliyah. He says, When you enter the land which the Lord your God gives you, and you possess it, and you live in it, and you say, I will set a king over me like all the nations, who are around me, you shall surely set a king over you whom the Lord your God chooses. So there's a particular kingly call that can apply to your life, Nick, in a a number of ways, which I want to share with you. But maybe primarily, and maybe the most important, he says, when you say, I want to put a king over me, God says, all right, fine. But it will be the king that I choose. Not that you choose. It'll be the king that I choose. So Nick, the Lord has chosen a king to be over you. His name is King Yeshua. May he be over you all the days of your life, and you accept him, not only willingly, but joyfully. It will be a blessing to you all the days of your life. So you have a kingly call. Actually, from Shoftim, your parasha starts in Deuteronomy 16, verse 18, and ends in 21, verse 9. You read the second Aliyah. And I want you to know and reiterate, our God is a great king. He's not only a great king, but he's a great king over all the earth. Over all the earth. So, Nicholas, Reuben Drake, sorry, I forgot to put your last name in there. Today is your Bar Mitzvah Day, and you have become a Bar Mitzvah. That's extremely important to you, to your family, and Mazel Tov to you. Did a great job. Well, you have a Hebrew name, Nick. It's Gavriel. You got it here. And Gavriel has some special meanings to it. You and I have talked about it some, but we'll talk a little more about it. Nicholas actually is a Greek word, and it comes from the meaning power for the people. Yes, power for the people. Somehow, Nicholas, names are given to children, and whether parents realize it or not, sometimes names are characteristics or characterize their children for all the days of their life. So maybe your name, Nicholas, Somehow, the Lord has attached to you something, some gift that will empower you for the people around you. A gift God has given to you. Gabriel, Gabriel in English, means God is my strength. It can also mean God is great. It can also mean man of God. So, if I put these two together, Nick, what do I get? Well, rather, what do you get? You get the power that God gives to you, the strength that God gives to you is not just for you. It's for the people with whom you will come in contact. It's the witness of Yeshua, your strength and your joy, that you can give away. It's the love of God that you can give away to people. It's the strength of God that you can help uh, uh, others that God has given to you and is giving to you. You can accept it and you can grow in it or you can reject it by walking away from it and ignoring it. It's your choice. My counsel to you, even though you didn't ask for it, is that you choose to accept God's gift and grow in it. You'll be a blessing to many others. In Daniel chapter 8, verse 16, Gabriel, who's an angel, is sent by God to give Daniel understanding to the vision of God for the people of Israel. Here's part of the characteristic the name Gabriel or Gavriel, God is my strength, and the characteristic of Gabriel the angel. Gabriel was a communicator. He was Sent by God when God needed to communicate something. And here he's sent to Daniel to give Daniel understanding. So I believe one of the things you're going to bring, Nick, as you grow, is you're going to bring understanding to those who need it. But in order to bring understanding to those who need it, you need to gain it yourself. The scripture says, apply your heart to wisdom. Apply your heart to understanding. In Daniel chapter 9, verse 21, Gabriel comes again. We see there that he's appointed by God for this task. And Gabriel imparts the skill of thought and intellect to Daniel. Again, this could mean wisdom or understanding. To understand the times in which Daniel was living. And so, this is a gift for you. These characteristics. You can accept these gifts and walk in them. Finally, the time we see Gabriel in the Brit Hadashah. Again, he appears. And this time he appears to Miriam. And he's bringing a special word. But it says about Gabriel that he stands in the presence of God. When God sends Gabriel, it's because he's so available. He stands in the presence of God, Nick. If you come and you walk with the Lord and you stand in his presence, you will be available to him and he'll be able to send you. Gabriel stands in the presence of God and is sent to bring good news. Consider these things, Nick, Gabriel, for your life. The second Aliyah I just read for you. When you enter the land which the Lord your God gives you and you possess it and live in it, and you say, I will set a king over me like all the nations who are around me, you shall surely set a king over you whom Adonai your God chooses. How is the Lord so smart, Nick? He knew already. He knew already that Israel at some point was going to say, we want a king over us. In fact, Hashem was their king. But the people at some point would reject Him. As being king over them, and they'd want a king just like all the rest of the nations, a king made out of flesh and blood. well, did it happen? It sure did. Generations later, in first Samuel chapter eight verses four through eight, we read something like this: The elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel, and they said, "Appoint a king for us to judge us like all the other nations, and the Lord said to Samuel. They have rejected me from being king over them. Like all the deeds which they have done since the day that I brought them up from Egypt, even to this day, that is for about 400 years, they have forsaken me and served other gods. Nick, this is an amazing statement. Here is the fulfillment of the prophecy from your parasha, from actually from the Aliyah that you read. Generations later, about 400 years, The people come to Shmuel, Samuel, who is the last of the judges, book of Judges, since your parasha is called Judges or Shoftim. Here is Samuel, the last of the judges. And the people come to him because he's old and they realize now he's getting old and and his sons are not so great. And they're the ones that are likely to take over whatever level of rulership that Samuel was holding. And they said, give us a king. We want a king like all the other nations. You know what the problem was? Israel was never like all the other nations. Israel was born to be a special nation. You know what made Israel special? It wasn't because we were so numerous. It wasn't because we were such a great people. Look what it says. They've disobeyed me for the last 400 years since I delivered them from Egypt. That's a pretty amazing statement. And yet God continued to be faithful to them because he chose Israel. But it was because God set his love upon the people and chose them, separated them, You know, in Exodus chapter 19, Israel is referred to as Goy. Goy means Gentile or nation. But it's not just nation. He doesn't just say Goy. He says Goy Hadosh, a holy nation. God separated Israel out from all the rest of the nations of the earth and made Israel a holy nation, separate from the rest of the the world and the rest of the nations. And now that they're coming and they're saying, give us a king like all the other nations, What they're saying is, we don't want God to be our king. We don't want to be so separate from all the rest of the nations. We want to be like all the rest of the nations. Nick, this is the temptation that all of us as individuals face. We want to be like everybody else. And yet God says, I've called you out from everybody else. Be separate and to walk with me in holiness. To be a light to the rest of us. Nick, that's the calling on your life. can't do it apart from the strength of God. And that's your name, isn't it? God, my strength. Well, I want to tell you about three kings. Since we're talking about kings and a kingly calling, let's check, check out three kings who had some evident characteristics that may apply to you. There's one king who was chosen by God and anointed. His name was King David. King David wasn't perfect, but God loved him because he desired to know the Lord and to be close to him. You know what? King David sinned, didn't he? At times he would sin against the Lord. But whenever the Lord sent a prophet or someone to confront David about his sin, this is why God loved him so much. David was ready to repent immediately like that because his heart belonged to God. He wasn't a perfect man, perfect king, but God loved him because his heart was for God. He was a man after God's own heart, and he provides an example for all of us to follow as well. You. This attribute actually qualified David to become the ancestor of the Messiah. What was the attribute? He was a man after God's heart. He was a man after God's heart. He was the ancestor of Yeshua, the Son of David, the King of Kings. So let me just impart this to you, Nick, and I'll make it simple. I believe God wants you to be like King David, a man after His heart. So this kingly call on you is a call to fully, without reservation. Fully love God. Seek after his heart. Never go wrong. The wisest king ever. You guess who that is? Solomon. He was a king who could have wished for anything. In fact, God came to him in a dream and said, What do you want? Now, if God comes to you tonight, after this kingly call message, and he says, Nick, what do you want? Don't look at God like the genie in the lamp. You know, just rub and you get three wishes. No, he's only giving you one. He only gave Solomon one. He says, what do you want? Now Solomon could have asked for anything. God said, what do you want? Do you think God was lying or just kidding around with him? No. He was serious. What do you want? Solomon could have asked for anything. He could have said, give me a thousand wives. Well, he didn't need God for that one. What did Solomon ask for? He, asked for underst- to give, he said, Lord, give me an understanding heart. And you know what? God gave him wisdom and discernment. Give me an understanding heart, Lord, so that I can understand your judgments, your justice, your righteousness, and how I can impart that to others. Give me an understanding heart. And God gave him wisdom and discernment. But you know what else God gave him? God gave him all the riches. God gave him everything that would satisfy his heart on this earth. Well, Israel began to hear of this wise judgment that Solomon would dole out. And they feared him. Why? Because they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to administer justice. Well, isn't this part of your portion? In your portion, he says, justice, justice you shall pursue. In the book of James, Yaakov, chapter 1, verse 5, God says, you, Nick, God says, ask for wisdom. He says, ask me for wisdom. I will give it to you freely. Ask it, and I'll give it to you freely. Try it, Nick. Try it. Not right now. Try it. So a kingly call for you, Nick, is pursue justice, wisdom. What is wisdom? Well, sometimes hard to define. The wisdom that you want, Nick, and the wisdom that all of us want, comes from above and begins with the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, it tells us. Wisdom can be described as the skillful use of knowledge. It may not be that simple. But it can be described as that, which includes discernment, understanding, right judgment, etc., just as you read and talked about in your speech. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13, we read, How blessed is the man who finds wisdom and gain understanding. You want to be blessed, Nick? Find wisdom. Find it. In James chapter 3, verse 13, Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him demonstrate it by his good way of life. By actions done in the humility that grows out of wisdom. You see, wisdom shows. It doesn't just speak. You can see it. It says, let him demonstrate. You can demonstrate wisdom. You can demonstrate wisdom by the good way you live. By actions done from a humble heart that will grow out of the wisdom that you gain from God. Justice is part of your Torah portion. A part of a king's call. From your Torah portion we read justice, justice you shall pursue. Go after it. Justice, righteousness, equity. In Psalm 89, verse 14, we read that justice is the foundation of God's throne and mercy goes before him. Tzedek, that's the word in your portion. Tzedek, tzedek, pirdot. Justice, justice you shall pursue. You shall go after it, you shall seek it. Tzedek, righteousness, justice. And the flip side, if you, if you think of righteousness and justice as a coin, you know, some people say, well, I'd rather have mercy than justice. No, without justice, there's not going to be any mercy. It's kind of like two sides of a coin. One side is justice and righteousness, and the other side is mercy. God would never have extended his mercy to any of us if the foundation of his throne wasn't justice and Righteousness. Because we cannot stand up on our own to His justice and righteousness because we've sinned. All men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So God provided mercy in the form of His Son Yeshua because He loves us. Just like He shows mercy to Israel after 400 years, Samuel said, God says to Samuel, they've disobeyed me for 400 years. But He's still showing mercy. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 4, it says the just man or the righteous man shall live by faith. So how do I... How do I attain to this justice or this righteousness? By faith. By trusting in the Lord. That's how we get it. In Habakkuk, the book that everybody reads every day, right? Habakkuk, chapter 2, where Hebrews, the writer of the book of Hebrews quotes this verse. Chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 says, The vision is for the appointed time, Nick. If it is delayed, wait for it. That tzaddik, which comes from tzaddik, the righteous man, shall live by faith. You're called to be a tzaddik. You're called to be a righteous man. But how, how in the world can, be a, can we become a tzaddik? Not because somebody else says, oh, he's a tzaddik. No, because the Lord says the tzaddik shall live by faith in him. Now, I highlighted this word vision. You can hardly see it, but if you look closely, you can see. Because the Lord is giving you a vision for your life. I'm taking this a little out of context because the Lord gave a vision to Israel. But Nick, the Lord is giving you a vision for your life. And even though that vision may be delayed for you or for any of us, the Lord says, wait for it. Wait for it. Don't, take a, don't make a U-turn. Don't take a right turn or a left turn because you'll miss it. Keep going in the way the Lord is leading you. And even if the vision is delayed, wait for it. Why? Because the righteous man lives by faith in the Lord and he will bring it to pass. One more king. I call him the reformer boy king. Hey, he, he, You know, he was right around your age. He started out younger than you, in fact, as king of Israel. And he was set on a path by the Lord, the reformer boy king. You know who he is? No? Here he is, Josiah. His Hebrew name is Yoshia. It's the same root name as Yeshua, salvation. He was eight years old when he became king of Israel. And you can read his story in Second Kings 22. He was 18. Ten years had passed when he tore down all the idolatrous shrines that his predecessors had built, all the former kings of Israel. Responding to the Torah, he turned Israel back to God and gloriously celebrated Passover to honor the Lord. You know what happened, Nick, if you read this story in 2 Kings 22, which might be a great thing for you to do. It's It's a great story. Josiah, this reformer king... Became king as a young boy, as you saw. And when he was 18, he was, uh, you know, he said, we, we, we need to rebuild the, uh, the temple. It's in ruins. We need to rebuild the tabernacle. We need to do stuff. Clean it up. It had been in disrepair and disuse because his father and his grandfather had been idolatrous people, idolatrous men. And so they, he sends the people on the task. And you know what they find? They start dusting everything off and cleaning everything out. They find a copy of the Torah. And they say, my goodness, look at this. We haven't seen one of these in our whole lifetime. Can you believe that? Israel, the chosen nation of God, and the people who were in the temple hadn't even seen the Torah until the king said, let's rebuild the place of the Lord. So they brought the Torah to Josiah and they read it to him. And when he heard it, he tore his clothes and he fell on his face and he repented to the Lord for all the sins of his fathers and all the sins of Israel, and his own sins of neglecting the word of the Lord. And so then he began to reform all of Israel and bring Israel back to the Lord. Nick, let your heart be soft to the word of God. Let your heart be receptive receptive to the word of the Lord. This is so important for you. You know what you read in your Torah portion? You said, the king that I choose for you, Israel, he shall have the Levites or the Kohenians Write a copy of the Torah for him, and he shall read it every single day. That was the command in your Torah portion. If you have a kingly call on your life, Nick, may it be that you read the Word of God every single day, and that you hear from Him. This is exactly what Josiah did. He read the Word of the Lord every day from that point on, so that he could learn the fear of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Well, we know from the scripture from Romans 10 17. Faith comes by hearing the word of the Messiah. This is extremely important for all of us. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8 says, Man is like grass. We're mortal. We're here today, gone tomorrow. But the word of our God stands forever. So what he writes in his word, what God writes in his word, will come to pass. It's eternal. Stands forever. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Nick, you're growing now in manhood. You've left boyhood. Ah, I know, there's an overlap. You know, you're still going to do some boyish kind of things. You know, listen, I'm older and I still do boyish kind of things too. But now you're growing in manhood. You're growing in manhood. And so to be equipped as a man for every good work, as a man of God, you must be in the Scriptures. You must read the Word of God. You must meditate on His Word. Let it soak into your heart. It will bring you the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. As Psalm 111 tells us, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and a good understanding have all those who do His commandments. Don't just be a hearer of the Word. Be a doer of the Word. Put it into practice. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 7, King Solomon wrote, for in many dreams and in many words there is emptiness. Rather, fear God. Look, let's face it, there are people in the world who like to dream. We call them dreamers. It's not bad to dream at times because sometimes we dream about great things, big visions. And if the Lord gives those to us, We can follow him, and he will bring them to pass. But there are people who just dream, and their whole life is dreamt away. When I was a kid, my teachers used to be really worried about me, because when everybody else was paying attention, I was sort of daydreaming. You know, I just wished I was somewhere else, and I was dreaming about those other places. In many dreams and in many words, there is emptiness. Rather, fear God. Fearing God is being submitted to him, Nick, and his leadership. Obeying his word and growing in understanding of him and of his way. Can't do that apart from the word of the Lord. When we fear him, the scripture says, he blesses us great joy. I want joy for you and for your life. Walk in the fear of the Lord. I said there were three kings, but this one doesn't count among those three. Because he is the king of kings. He is the king that is over every king. Yeshua. Nick. The kingly call in wisdom and understanding and in doing justice and mercy is the call to follow Yeshua all the days of your life. The kingly call to fear the Lord and to obey His word is the call to follow Yeshua all the days of your life. The kingly call in the end is that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Yeshua is the Lord. So Nick, follow, follow Nick, follow your kingly call. Mazel tov on becoming a bar mitzvah today. Amen. Adonayinu, we bless you. We thank you, Lord, for your words. We thank you for your word. We pray your grace for all of us as we have overheard this message for Nick. Lord, you have an application for each one of us, not just for Nick. We pray, Lord, that those things might sink deep into our hearts. I pray especially for Nick today. Lord, let your hand be upon him. And don't let him go. Cause him to grow. As you said, the righteous man lives by faith. Bless him, Lord. I pray in Yeshua's name. Amen. Well, Nick, as I mentioned to most of the Bar and bar Mitzvah kids, uh, you can get the CD and listen to it when you've grown up. Because a lot of it, sometimes a lot of it goes in one ear and out the other. Whatever drops into your heart, may the Lord prosper that. And, um, but get your mom to get you a CD. Give it to you on your 18th birthday.